I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade. As you can probably hear in my voice, I've come down with a little something, but I'm so tired of skipping these whenever I feel sick, and especially now in this season, I think all of us to for all of us to pray together is is more important than uh, than anything else. So I wanted to make sure that I was present here for y'all. Uh, before we long, before we jump into our rosary on the road, we have a an, a prayer intention in the inbox, and it's a it's a very good prayer intention. It actually coincides perfectly with what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I neglected to check the inbox yesterday at, until uh, well, I, I checked it when I first woke up, which is very early in the morning, and I didn't see anything in there at the time. So you the intention I'm about to. Uh, mention you know who you are and i thank you most heartily for sending that in i think it's going to be helpful to a lot of people uh but and i apologize and i hope you'll forgive me for not getting into it until today uh, usually it happens where i'll check the email a little bit too early it, i think proton mail might take a little time to load these things up at any rate it's an excellent intention especially now here in passion week and now in the time, the day and the age in which we live, in which this particular virtue is so necessary, prayed for, uh, for all those that are in need of courage and for all those who are afflicted by fear and despair. And I want to pray in particular for this gentleman who uh, wrote in. He signed the... He signed the email a fan, so out of respect for his anonymity, I'm not going to mention the name that I saw attached to the email, uh, at the email address. But for this fan of ours, uh, and for this brother, I want to pray for him, and I want to pray for everybody who's struggling with despair or with courage. It's something that I I know a bit about, you know, standing up and and being willing to be a Christian. To be who we are uh, in the midst of all this that's around us and the powers of darkness that are now, it seems, so greatly empowered. There is a great need of courage now, as there is at all times, but now especially. So I want to pray for that courage. The courage to join the, the, tri- the church triumphant. If you have an intention that you'd like to send in, if you have any requests, any questions, any comments at all that you want to say, don't be afraid. Send them in to requests at protonmail.com. That's Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E. Requests in the plural at protonmail.com. And I will be happy to read your intention here during our broadcast and have all of our audience pray for you. Uh, and pray for you myself, of course. Everyone who is who has ever written into the Daily Decade, I go back through and refresh my list on occasion, and I pray for every single one of you on my daily rosary. Uh, and I will continue to do that. It's actually gotten to the point now where I'm, I have to start splitting it up uh, because the, the intentions at the beginning of the rosary are taking almost as long as the rosary itself. So I think I'm going to have to start assigning weekdays like they do for masses. <laughs> I hope that all of you do the same thing. Remember everybody who you hear about who needs prayers on your daily rosary until you've been informed that the intention of that particular prayer has been granted. And in most cases, I think you'll find that it is in God's own time and in His own way. 
For now, though, let's turn to God. Today is Wednesday, so today is a Latin prayer day. And we're going to pray for all of those who are afflicted with fear, that they may be strengthened by the Lord, and they may have courage to face their fears and not fall into despair, but rather that they will stand up and bear witness to the truth as the apostles did on Pentecost, and that they will not be discouraged as the apostles were not discouraged by their own show of cowardice when they abandoned the cross all but St. John and our Blessed Mother. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in celis, sanctificeter nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum. Fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panum nostrum quotidianam da nobis hodie, et dimiti nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Teco, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Teco, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora perobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora perobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Teco. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. 
Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et nora mortis nostri. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicur erat principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, vita dulcedo et spes nostre, salve. A te clamamus, exulis filia hevi, a te suspiramus, gementes et flentes in hac lacromarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, ilos tuos misericordes oculos ad nos converte. Et Jesum beatum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende. O Clemens, O Pia, O Dulci Verga Maria. Ora pro nobis, sancti de genetrix, with the dignus officiamor promissionibus Christi. Oremus. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Saint Stephen, first martyr, who took upon thee the cross of Christ before the Jews and was stoned to death, fearlessly bearing witness, by thy powerful intercession, strengthen us in courage, make our wills strong, that we may bear witness with great faith and hope and confidence that seeing the angels descending and ascending and attending to the Son of God we may face all obstacles however great as thy martyrdom was or however small as our daily inconveniences are indeed with Christian forbearance and we ask this in the name of the same Jesus Christ who liveth and reigneth with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in all our daily battles, Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sacratissimum Coriezu, miserere nobis. Sacratissimum Coriezu, miserere nobis. Sacratissimum Coriezu, adveniat regnum tum. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. As I said, I still have the illness upon me. Uh, and so, in, in that regard, I suppose I should ask for all of you to say a prayer to St. Blaise on my behalf, so that I feel a little bit better. I can already feel my voice going. It's, it always seems to do that. It seems to, I don't know whether it's coming through on the microphone or not, but it seems to drop an octave for me right before it goes completely. But whatever the case may be, I'm sure we have a little bit of time to offer a reflection. And the reflection I had today, before I looked at the email, and it's so funny that it should be this way, it's a, it's a strange serendipity 
that these things sort of arise sometimes that as I'm about to embark on a subject I'll check the email and see if there are any prayer requests sometimes I forget to do this or I do it earlier uh, when I first wake up and uh, it without any conversation between me and whoever's sending things in my plan for conversation my plan for reflection aligns perfectly with the intention that's sent in it's a, a it's a wonderful sign of uh, how God does hear the prayers of, of all of you out there and takes this clay vessel and allow and, and uses it and reshapes it all of us are clay there's a wonderful autobiography of Bishop Sheen that's titled A Treasure in Clay where he's making reference to the treasure in the tray vessels or in the clay clay vessels excuse me that God takes clay which is all of us and fills it with the treasures of grace and convey and uses it to convey his grace such that whenever we do anything good any of us not this is not to reflection upon me but any of us who do anything good however great or small it is not us that does the good it is God acting through us for by ourselves we can we cannot do any good we must fill ourselves with God and then we will have all the strength of God when we unite ourselves to his will but that cannot be done by half measures and I'm so glad that we had someone to write in about the question of fear and cowardice because we are fearful creatures we're reminded of our own weakness and we are afraid as Adam was afraid in the garden when God came before him and said Adam where are you I hid myself for I knew I was naked and I was afraid and in this case God does not respond with fear or not no no you have good reason to be afraid you've done something terrible and he immediately embarks to try to correct this and coax repentance out of Adam when he says who told you and there are so many there's there's um, my wife listens to that uh, Bible in a day Bible in a year podcast it's uh, father Mike Schmitz puts out I think it's through Ascension Press I don't have a whole lot of use for Ascension Press I think they're rank modernists personally but um, they, they do have the, this father Schmitz is actually rather good uh, his method is not my favorite I have a hard time following him he's one of those very quick talkers who jumps from thing to thing and you can tell that they cut the video in such a way that he just moves from thing to thing very quickly it's very hard for me to focus on him but apparently this appeals to many people I think everybody that grew up on Sesame Street anyway uh, he, uh, he does this Bible in a year and it's it's, it's okay it's, it's not my favorite thing in the world to watch but he has a very good point where he talks about God coming before Adam and this passage where God says who told you that you were naked you can read that and he says you can read it in two ways um, I believe you can read it in three uh, and he says the first way is the way that typically we hear it which is an anger who told you that you were naked uh, and he says but there's another way to read it which he presents as the correct way to read it which is the God the concerned parent who who told you now, his heart broken for man who has fallen and I think there's a little bit of both of those really 
you have to have God the righteous judge as well as God the loving father and then of course there's also God the physician who's there to heal us who asks mm -hmm, and who told you this very matter-of-fact God is very matter-of-fact in most of his dealings and when we see with with Moses God reasons with Moses when he sends him forth and Moses said find someone else and God's response to him who made the deaf and the dumb the seeing and the blind did not I Moses was complaining he couldn't speak he had a speech impediment and God instead of saying don't worry about it you'll be fine he reasons with Moses and he says I made you with the speech impediment I made everyone who speaks well and speaks poorly cannot I choose the vessel that contains my words more appropriately than the vessel may identify itself and this is the key the vessel does not have a good evaluation of itself it cannot see itself for what it can be and this is why we must embrace Christ and be fearless because we cannot see our true value God alone can see our value and our value is always inestimably higher inestimably there it is excuse me I'm ill it's always so much higher than our own estimation of ourselves if we seek God. Now those who have a high estimation of themselves by themselves usually are not in the presence of God and they have a very high estimation of what they can do on their own. But those of us who see ourselves as weak, who know our weakness, who go before God as weak vessels, clay vessels, we can feel confidence that God will fill us with treasure. And having done so, will inflame us with love of him. The email that was sent to me quoted uh, from Revelation as to who will die the second death. But there's another passage from Revelation that I'm very fond of. When St. John is writing to the bishops of Asia, and he writes, he calls them the angels of the different churches. And he writes to one of the angels, he says... I know thy works, and that thou art neither hot nor cold. Would that thou wert hot or cold, for thou being lukewarm, I shall spew thee from my mouth. Now, the version of that that I have memorized is from the King James, which is not a whole lot different than the Dewey Rames. This term spew in the English of that day was a very coarse word and it was a coarse word that referred to regurgitation it is uh, it expresses disgust on the part of God God is disgusted with the lukewarm he's not displeased or disappointed he's disgusted I don't know whether any of you ever had a, a parent say to you, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed, or I'm just disgusted. It's a completely different kind of shame that we feel when we hear from God, you disgust me. And this is what God is saying through the mouth of St. John to this church. 
how many people today are lukewarm in our love of God? We should be fanatics for God. That's what he wants from us. He wants us to be on fire. That's why Christ called a zealot among his company. It was not to purify the zealot. Christ called many sinners. He called a tax collector, St. Matthew. And he called a zealot. And upon Pentecost, the Holy Ghost descended and made proper zealots of all. Why was the zealot wrong? It was not because of his zeal. It was because he was zealous for the worldly Jerusalem. And Christ wants us to be zealous for the heavenly Jerusalem. Christ wants us to be zealous for him, to love and embrace our cross as we would a husband, a wife, a child. Because upon the cross hangs Christ. And when we hang there with him, united to his suffering, we experience the greatest liberation in the presence of God. And we share with him in the resurrection. It is to us only to take Christ's example and make of this world meaningful suffering. But we do yield to the suffering of this world, to the touch of the carnal. We must. We are clay. And clay yields to whatever puts pressure upon it. We are not baked clay. We are not set. The baking comes afterwards, in the fires of purgatory, or in the before the light of God. That's at the final judgment. We become baked clay. Now that's not to say the purgatory comes at the final judgment. That's another thing. Oh, the purgatory comes immediately, but I don't mean to speak heresy. Revoco, revoco. At this moment, when we are taken before God, we are solidified in all of our virtues or in all of our sins. And he will either say to us, as he does to the sheep on the right, enter now into happiness. Or he will send us into the infernal regions. But either way, we will be a baked clay vessel. He will either shatter us or he will transfigure us. But now we yield to the touch and we need only return to the potter and to the potter's wheel to be corrected whenever we become misshapen by sin and the touch of the carnal and the touch of the devil. For the devil cannot create, but he can pervert. And the way that we maintain our shape is through pressure from within, constantly pushing outward upon the shape of the clay vessel so that the intended shape that God gives to the vessel is maintained. And that is done through fanatical love of God. God wants us to be on fire for him. He doesn't want a sort of 
cool and rational attachment to him. No, he wants fanaticism, complete and utter devotion. The ecstasy of St. Teresa or of St. Stephen, stoned to death, gazing to the heavens, eyes wide, witnessing the angels attending to Christ upon his throne. Seeing that sight, who could mind the stones? And it's true of all the, of all the martyrs. St. Lawrence considered his torture to be such a joke, he made a joke at the end of it. Turn me over. This side's done. That's the manifestation of heavenly courage, of complete fanaticism. The shedding of blood requires it. And if we are to join Christ in martyrdom, we join him in the shedding of blood. Either the wet martyrdom of actual blood spilt, or the dry martyrdom when we speak euphemistically of our blood, sweat, and tears. But my prayer today is with all this in mind, especially now in Passion Tide, when we draw so close to the crucifixion of Christ, that we, seeing his crucified body, will long to be upon the cross with him at the foot of the cross, and that he will give us the strength not to flee as the apostles did. Or if we flee, for we are human, that he will give us the presence of mind, the will, and the mercy to return to him and complete the great works that he intends for us to do. And all these works, done in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.